Greetings, listeners. We're doing something a little bit more scripted today. It's kind of an experiment for us. We want to see basically what would happen if Seinfeld happened in the world of Forgotten Realms. You know, with the normal people of Forgotten Realms. No adventurers, no major players in the universe. Basically, just people that live in a crummy village someplace. So we made this thing called the Greenfeld. Uh, We really hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. If anybody likes it at all. If one person likes it, we'll probably make more of it. Anyway, here is uh, Greenfeld. Let's talk about wizards for a second. You know how wizards are always going through these trials, these tribulations. They're trying to become these master magicians, these great, powerful sorcerers. You know, they've got to go through so much schooling, so much work. It's this grueling contest. But have you ever stopped to think about why they do it? You would think it would be for the great power, the glory, the gold. But I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's about the clothing. I think wizards do it so they can wear the robes. It's their public license to be slobs. They can just go out in public, looking like however they want. They can get up right out of bed, put on their robe, and just walk outside. And they're doing it. Selfish wizards doing this, and they're making it harder for the rest of us. I can't go outside anymore without some guy in armor coming up to me. Now, hey, can you enchant my sword? The next morning, some other person in armor comes up to me and says, Hey, you want to go take this dragon out with me? I'm just trying to get my paper. Off the well-worn path, five days' journey east of Waterdeep, along muddy roads, lies a quiet village known to most as Sekamur. Wedged between the high and misty forests, and a stone's throw away from the high moor, lies this burgeoning cluster of stone cottages. Human and halfling alike toil on rich farmland, along riverbanks and in masonries, eking out a meager but proud existence through the effort of bicep and back. As the fields, riverbank, and quarries lose their occupants, as plow, fishing waiter, and chisel are laid to rest for the evening, laughter begins to grow from within the squeaky hinged doors of the seven-string harp. We begin our story with a student of laughter, Leif Greenfeld, and his friend Jacob, a serf. Even now, Leif is testing new material on his long-time confidant. When you're a wizard, why do you get all this fame and fortune? And then you just go live off on your own in some tower or maybe some dungeon or whatnot. And then you surround yourself with these hideous creatures. You get orcs, you get the undead. Why don't you pick some beautiful people, you know? If I was a wizard, I'd move into, like, some palace and I'd have beautiful women serve me all the time. Does, does that work? Do I have anything there? Well, oh, you're done. I, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was waiting for a punchline or something from you. Yeah, I guess, I guess that one needs more work. What's with the bird? Alongside Jacob on the long oaken bench sits a belled bird cage draped with an ornate silk curtain. It's Brunhilda's. 
Uh, you, you know Brunhilde. You know how she is. She's just constantly lotioning up, shaving. There's naturalists. So she's up in the misty forest collecting herbs or something. I don't know. But she asked me to watch her cockatrice. It's a cockatrice? Yeah, you know, it's one of those stupid birds. I have to keep the goddamn hood on it to block the petrification spell. Where did she get it? That guy from the Order of the Blue Flame. Oh, the Blue Flame. Those guys really hate magic. I don't know. It's like some sort of rehabilitated or rescued bird. Those guys really don't like wizards. From the belled cage. It's squawking? Why is it squawking? I don't know, it's a squawker. It squawks. It's a cockatrice. You didn't feed that thing? Why is it squawking? They just squawk? It just squawks. I don't like it. We're squawking right now. We're not squawking like that. Can we make it stop? Why would we make it stop? Hello, boys. Hey, Delphine. Through the door confidently strides Delphine. Former lover of Leaf, aspiring artisan, a rising star amongst Sekimer's new gentry. Hey, uh, how's, how's the wizard going? She takes a seat next to Leaf. Ah, Jeforian. I mean, it's, it's good. So you, so you don't like him? Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. It's really nice watching people's heads turn. But, you know, he's just kind of odd. So you don't like him? Yeah, well, he's really good at lighting. He's good at setting... You know, the mood. I mean, I'll give him that. He's a good mood setter. He's a wizard, and the one good thing you could say about him is he's a mood setter? Well, what are you expecting? I don't know. Uh, maybe do your hair. Well, I mean, it is what he does. With magic. Yeah, of course. With magic. Enter Finkler. Hey, Finkler. Sekimer's eclectic eccentric, half-elven by blood, although strangely tall, gaunt, with a confusing mop of brown hair atop a long head, he quickly saddles up to Jacob. I'm telling you, Jacob, I found the best, the very best seed for your cockatrice. It's the best in town, man. Wherever you've been going before, it's it's awful. This guy, we gotta go there. Alright, alright, just let me finish my pores. And... No, no, the, the seed is getting stale, Jacob, and you're just sitting there with your pores. Here. Check out this great cup I've got. You could just take it in that. That is a big cup. Of course it's a big cup. What do you think, I would have a small cup? It will keep all things cold that are cold, all things hot that are hot. Who are you selling to here? Now that's a wizard I could get behind. Delphine, what's this wizard I'm hearing about? Yes, Finkler, I'm seeing the traveling wizard. You know, he's one of those polymorphy types. You know, he'll fix you up. You want some changes? No way. I used to have these beautiful locks of hair... My mother, she was going to try and fix something on my nose. And next, you know, I've got, got this mat of brown curly hair. I was, I'm telling you, I was beautiful. And, and, and now it's just not right. It's not right. Well, Duflorian is taking care of this eyesore right here on my face. Delphine points to an unsightly mole on her chin. Nothing against magic. You know, people who practice it, there's not that there's anything wrong with that. Hmm, it might... Make him make my butt bigger. Bigger? Yeah. Bigger. Are you sure about this? Wait, but just last week you were talking about how you wanted no, to... No, bigger is in. If you go to Waterdeep, all you see now are big ripe pumpkin butts on stilt legs strolling around the trade wards. Maybe I wouldn't go full pumpkin. I might go sunburst squash butt. <laughs> Ooh. 
You're cold. Yes. Lord Kismo refuses to heat the bunks at night. Would it kill him to throw another log on the fire? I mean, come on, he's a noble. You, you, you know what you should do? Go on over to uh, Mortimer. He's my blacksmith. He's a full quarter dwarf. Like a fourth dwarf? Yeah, a full quarter dwarf. A dwarf? Look. I, I don't know. Maybe you should just get a big blanket. I've got a griffin down blanket. Here you go again oh, with that here blanket. Here we go I'm with the blanket. the blanket. It's the best. Are you ready to go to that green miller shop? Why are you going to the green millers? Let's get a seed ball for the bird. What is that thing? It's a pygmy cockatrice. It's a squawker. Oh, I don't like squawking. Well, this is all entertaining. But, uh, I gotta go see the lady beastmaster. The lady beastmaster. Yeah, I'm meeting her later. Well, good luck with that one. Beastmaster? But, like, last week it was a sorceress, man. It's just every week. I know, I know. Being a comedian's great. So, Leaf, is she gonna tame that beast in you? We'll see you tonight. She got a name? She just goes by Beastmaster. That's what she told me. She wanted me to call her Lady Beastmaster. I don't even know her name. But I don't mind. Mmm. Sounds alluring. It is. See you later. Stepping in right before closing time, Finkler and Jacob enter the grain miller's shop. The smell of toasted oats and dried berries fills the air around our heroes. You know who else doesn't like those wizards? Is the Order of the Blue Flame. You know, I think that's a group I can get behind. Not all wizards are bad. Take that guy, Elminster. That was a wizard I could stand behind. He had the classic look, the beard. I knew where I stood with him. But there's just so many shoddy ones out there that are just out there to just make a buck and make people's hair look like crap. Modern wizards. The miller nods with approval. Uh-huh. Near the rear of the shop, Finkler and Jacob approach a wall of various seed concoctions. Finkler reaches for a particular orb and hands it to Jacob. This is the best stuff in town. How much is it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters. When you have a fine bird like that, I mean, it looks like a showbird. Does the bird have papers or is it just off the street? What kind of seeds it got? It's the best. Look at it. I, I don't know. No, Take it's a little fine. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Brunhilla can buy this. I just have to watch this for a little bit. I'm just going to get this cheaper seed ball. I thought better of you. Take a bite. Look, he's... I'm a surf. You, you, you expect me to feed my ex-wife bird better food than I've had in months? Even if you don't like your ex-wife, don't make the bird suffer. I it's mean... a squawker. With that, Jacob approaches the checkout. In the cool evening, Delphine and Drew Florian, the traveling wizard, approach his caravan after a night at the amphitheater. Ah, uh, nothing like a night at the theater, eh, Delphine? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Drew Florian. It was whimsical, full of whimsicalness. Have you ever seen the Salvatore Theater Troupe before? <laughs> of course you haven't. Well, just, it was wonderful to bear witness to it, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the scarves. Oh, yes. The scarves, yes. They flowed about like like wisps in the night, didn't they? I thought the guy in the bull mask did a great job. No, no. That was probably the low light of the show, Delphine. But you'll learn. You'll learn. You'll learn the ways. Uh. Oh, what a crisp evening we have. Hey, do you have a fire going on in there? Kind of chilly. Oh, no, lady. A cold night is best for sharp wits. Ow. Uh, just, just, just feel it in your skin. Your soft, beautiful skin. My friend Leaf has a griffin down blanket. Do you have anything like that? Oh, no. I, I, 
I'm no, I'm no grand adventurer. I, I keep warm with the, with the fires of my knowledge, my dear. Can you make fire with magic? Of course I can. Yes, of course I can. What, what, what entry-level wizard wouldn't be able to create a simple campfire? Will you do it? I am no conjurer of parlor tricks, Delphine. I thought you knew me better than that. Let's move along. I am so glad that we're here together tonight. Your skin feels so soft tonight under this moonlight. About that. This is a little awkward. What's wrong? Are you... Oh. Maybe this should be our... uh, Last... Operatic outing. Are you trying to say you don't want to see me anymore? Well, yeah. Listen, I... Listen, I thought things were going so well. I know, I know, I have my faults. I know, I know, I'm not the exact master of the arcane that you want me to be. But I'm trying. I'm working very hard. Well, you know, <clears throat> well, uh, it's just that my friend Finkler was talking about your trade, and he just said it was a little, you know, unnatural. And maybe I um, agree. Please don't, don't go. Don't, no, don't walk away like that. Yeah. Well. um... Inside his cottage, after having removed the ashes from his quarter-dwarf stove, Jacob turns his attention to the birdcage upon his mantle. Procuring the cheap and foul seed ball from his satchel, he deposits it into the birdcage. Here you go, Chansey. A door opens to the expansive stables and earthy abode of the Lady Beastmaster. She leads Leaf in by a hand and presents row after row, cage after cage of strange beast, bubbling ooze and scaly steed. Leaf even notes a cockatrice similar to Jacob's Brunhilda's, although the plumage is brighter. So, this is the place. Wow, look at all these animals. You got any centaurs? Of course not. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That sounds illegal. Maybe just half illegal. That's like half slavery, right? Huh. Leaf. No, all these all these animals are strictly for breeding purposes. The Lady Beastmaster pulls Leaf toward her with her sleek but corded arm. So you sure you don't have that centaur? Oh, Leaf. From a nearby stall emerges one of the saddest creatures Leaf Greenfeld has ever seen. Canine in appearance, but almost as tall as a man, with long matted fur. Its shoulders slump with what appears to be the weight of a thousand unhappy lives. Oh, come here, boy. Who's a good notice? Come here. Who's a good notice you are? The animal slogs his way to the Lady Beastmaster's side, and with a dejected final exertion, lays his tired head upon her waiting shoulder. Ooh. Wow, that's a big dog. Oh, uh, this is, this is, this is Noctis. He's a, the last Lapis Hound that my father bred. Mm. It's, it's kind of strange how he just, he reminds me so much of my father. Mm. My father was always kind of morose and kind of depressed. I just, I, I get that same kind of vibe, same kind of feeling when I look in his face, you know? No wonder he's so sad. Look at that ugly mug. <laughs> oh, Leaf. Uh, no, go go away, Noctis. Come on, go away. 
the Lady Beastmaster begins again her embrace of Leaf. With his master's dismissal, the crestfallen hound turns his body and heads back to his stall. Leaf, still with one eye directed at the hound as begins its departure, feels his entire body stiffen with horror. Something is wrong with the animal. Something very wrong. He could not perceive until he sees it now from behind. There, below the animal's swaying tail, something Something uncanny. Something hanging. This podcast is brought to you by Clickholes. How long will you survive in the chamber? Greetings, participants. In just a few moments, the gates will open. We will enter the chamber. Have you ever seen the movie Sphere, my friend? This is very much like Sphere. And there's my gloves here. Here, I'm gonna give everybody a pair because the latex, my mother said that the latex too big on the allergy. I'm not a doctor. I have a BA in architecture. This is pretty elaborate. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I deserve to go to hell. You guys, I don't think this is hell. This looks like the New Jersey Turnpike. There's weird bats. It's awful. No, my mother said it was pretty awful. Does anyone have any charcoal? Ma'am, do you Did want you me to cut knife? your hand off? Yes. I'm gonna cut her hand off. Wow, real eclectic group we've gathered here tonight, huh? You can't just leave me! I'm sorry, this is hell. This love! This is love, friend! Who are you? What are you doing? Help me! Where in hell, if you want to come with us, that would be great. Bro, come over here, high five! Strength the numbers! What just happened?! I hate a person. Whoever we were before doesn't matter here. It's Godzilla! Yes! Coming to the pass via the Triple S. The next morning at the Seven String Harp, Leaf Greenfell tries desperately to convince his skeptical friend Jacob why it was so necessary for him to leave the Lady Beastmaster's abode while in the presence of such a baleful beast. In desperation, he turns to metaphor. Do you remember that juggler? That juggler we saw? From, uh, from last fall? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how he was trying to juggle 15 pins and he just kept dropping them and we were all just laughing at him? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he loaded them in that enormous trunk and just dragged them out on the ground by himself? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah? No. Yes. Same shape? No, not the same shape, but the same emphasis on the ground. Jacob lifts the birdcage onto the table. You think you got problems? This bird isn't alive. It died? died. How'd it die? I don't know. It was squawking, and then it stopped. Wait, I just thought it was sleeping. Why do you have it with you? I, I couldn't just leave it at home. What if, what if Brunhilde came home? That's a good point. She'd think I just left it and never came by. Delphine joins the two friends at the table, stripping off layer and layer of coats and scarves she has wrapped around her shivering body. What's with the Icewind Dale up there? 
I'm just feeling so cold. The removal of the final scarf reveals that the unsightly mole on Delphine's face has vanished. Hey, hey, that that mole's gone. Wizard guy's pretty good, huh? Yeah, he uh he he did it right before we went to the theater last night. Yeah, I mean that that transformed right out of there. Did you, does he ever work with animals? Yeah, I don't know. We're not exactly talking right now. You're not talking. Yeah, he's just a little odd. Oh, Delphine, have you smelled the dew off the dew flower until morning when the sun is rising? Oh. No, 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 no. He's good for you. Look at it. That mole's gone. Oh, so you think you know who's good for who? So you knew you were going to end things. <laughs> you got him to remove that mole first, huh? How often does a wizard come to town? Exactly. What's with both of you? Neither of you understand moving up in the scale. Wait, but you, you said that she had a cockatrice there, right? Yeah, she's got one. I'll tell you what, it wasn't a squawker. Yeah, but the plumage was off. So so that, that mold, do you think that he could, you know, just change the plumage on a cockatrice? Oh, well, yeah, he's not a veterinarian. He's a miracle worker. He's a magician. What are you getting at? Can't you see? He's got a dead cockatrice. Beastmaster's got a life one, but the plumage is off. You can fix this! You gotta get back together with him. He needs your help. Oh my god, I already ended it. I could use a stove. A quarter dwarf stove. I am a cold lady. Yeah, sure, you know, after this you can, you can sleep over. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not sleeping in the same room as you. You take my place at the arson shop and I'll take your cottage. Wait, do you think he can help me with this lapis hound? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, how much is the bird gonna cost? Well, it looks like you're out of luck. The animals are for breeding purposes only. But, if you're willing to make a trade, I've got a griffin down blanket. I'm interested in what you got. <sighs> I've got a problem with the lapis hound. <laughs> In the center of Sekamer, near the Old Town Well, a crowd is gathering. A dozen agitators, at least. Their slogan is loud and clear. No more wizardry! No more polymorphy! No more wizardry! No more polymorphy! Trasker Salarn, renowned ranger and mayor of Sekamer, as appointed by the Lord's Alliance, stands and watches the agitators who have gathered to denounce True Florian's presence in their humble town. Finkler spies the mayor and decides to get Trasker's take on the situation. Hey, mayor, what's with all this commotion? What's going on here? There, uh, seems to be uh, some kind of, uh, uh, anti-polymorphy establishment growing. We're, uh, trying to, uh, see if, uh, maybe it, or, uh, is gonna cause a riot. I can totally understand this whole, uh, anti-polymorphy thing. So, Mayor, where, where do you stand on this, uh, issue? Ah, uh, Finkler, uh, did I ever tell you about my time in the, uh, High Forest before I was the mayor? I think I have to hear this. Oh, must have been, uh, ten years ago. Me and my, uh, lady friend were adventuring through the, uh, high forest, looking for cannibals and shrunken skulls and the like. All of a sudden, we came across this wizard, claiming himself as a guide. Said he'd, uh, he'd lead us through these caverns. We shacked up for the night. When I woke up in the morning, my lady friend, beautiful, eight-foot-tall Amazonian she was, all that left was a note said she was leaving with that wizard. He was going to show her the greatest treasures of all. See, this is what I'm talking about. They're just, they're not to be trusted. 
I, I hate them. I hate wizards. I think I think I think these I think these boys are onto something. So then, what are we gonna do about it? Well, I I think you need to go in and uh, see if you can get this uh, gathering into a, a bigger population. Drive these wizards out. How much power do you have, Mayor? Can you just you know evict someone from town? I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some proof, something that they're doing wrong. You can't just kick somebody out for being different, even if they are a wizard. What what would you consider wrong? Uh, would Say, changing someone's appearance with unnatural uh, powers, would that be considered wrong? Is it uh, against their will? Well, of course it is. It wouldn't be a crime if they asked for it. Well, then absolutely. I tell you what, Mayor, about this wizard, who the hell is he to tell us what we should look like? No more wizardry. No more polymorphy. No more wizardry. No more polymorphy. On the outskirts of town, unaware of the growing shadow of revolt against him, Drew Florian lays his back against his pillow after a late afternoon romp. Delphine buries herself in the Gryffindown blanket she's received from Leaf. Hey, what a romp, eh? <laughs> it's so nice under this blanket. Boy, you sh- you certainly showed me the way, Delphine. I. You're the first person who ever understood me and saw beyond the wizard to the, the man beneath the robes. I'm really turning my life around. You're right, polymorphy is wrong. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll open a mud farm where I sell mud. Doesn't that sound good? About that. Near her stables, the Lady Beastmaster and Leaf take Noctis the Lapis Hound for an afternoon stroll. After Leaf suggests polymorphy for the beasts, she confides in him further about the animal's apparent neuroses. There's times I'll, I'll see it and it's just, it's looking in like a reflecting pool and it just doesn't look like the way it looks. I don't, or something, I'm not sure. There's something going on with him now. And that's also kind of like my father who said he was always feeling like he was trapped in his body. Yeah, and I just think that the dog would feel much better if, you know, we got got this problem fixed. I don't... I don't know. Look at the way he's moving. It's, it's not right. Those things aren't natural. I, I, I guess so. I mean, if, if you think it's really going to help... I think it'll help. It'll make everyone happier. Hey, can I come over tonight? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can go, we can go right now. Okay. Come on, come on, Noctis. Ooh, I I think we should get this dog over to Drew Florian's house now. Really? Wizards, you know, they're rituals. They gotta prepare. I don't know how long it's gonna take. We want this done as soon as possible. Uh, Okay. I think it's best. Do it for Noctis. All right, okay. Is your dad a big guy? I mean, I guess he's bigger than average. Why? Did he ever walk funny? Suddenly, a man specimen of truly Herculean proportions emerges from a cluster of thorny bushes off to the side of the path. In tow, he has a grand and regal lapis hound whose canine head sits two inches above Leaf's own. Hey, Lady Beastmaster. How's it going? Oh, hey, Frankie. Yeah, who's your friend? Oh, hey, sorry. Leaf? This is, this is my male Beastmaster friend, Frankie. Frankie, this is Leaf. Frankie? Yeah, how you doing, Frankie? Thought you all went by Beastmaster. Nah, Frankie's fine. <laughs> what have you been up to? Frankie. 
Oh, yeah, they're doing that new horse breeding course down the river. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm heading down right now. Are we, t are we like, Clydesdales? You still doing horses? No, I'm I'm more in the exotic animals right uh, now. Specialist. Yeah. Hey, you're a horse guy. Mm -hmm. Do you deal with centaurs? No, that's that's not a that's not the same thing. But you know, if you did deal with centaurs, would that be like half slavery? The fuck are you talking about? Half slavery? What is this guy? Some kind of jokester? He's he's a comedian. Yeah, I'm, I don't. Yeah, I, real funny guy. Having been butted out of the conversation, Leaf turns his attention to the two enormous hounds. Frankie's masculine beast aggressively sniffs Noctis. The melancholy animal lifts his rump in presentation. Before Leaf's very eyes, Noctis is mounted. Leaf gasps and turns to the trainers, but their conversation is too engaging for them to notice. Back in his cottage, Jacob sits contemplating the best message to deliver the news to Brunhilde. Perhaps honesty would be... Jacob! Panic! Jacob, I know you're in there! Jacob! I can smell you! Outside the doorway to Leaf's cottage, the Lady Beastmaster whispers into Leaf's ear. Leaf, come on, let's go to bed. All right. It's getting cold, come on. Once inside, Leaf suddenly realizes a problem caused by his deal with Delphine. I've only got this single sheet. What? But, but it's cold, come on. I mean, it's not that cold. You know, if Noctis was here, maybe he'd be warm enough for us, you know. Kind of lay on us for a while, just get, get that heat going. You know, I, I, I think I'm pretty warm. Yeah, but honey, you're so, you're so small and thin. You don't, you don't generate as much heat as, like, the men I'm used to. I, you know, I'm just going to go home for the night. Are you sure? Y yeah, I'm sure. I can't, I can't get Noctis out of my head. I'm just worried about him. I'll, I'll see you later. All right. Delphine! Hilda lays blow after savage blow onto Jacob's cottage door. I'm cooking! My mother's porridge! No, I can't leave! Jacob, open the door now! No, my hands are full. We have to come back later. Jacob, open the door! Come back later! Jacob, it's time to rally! It's time to. We're running that resident right out of town! I'm cooking! We're going to meet at the Miller shop. Wait, you hate wizards? Of course I hate. Well, they're the worst. No, there's nothing wrong with. No, some people practice magic, and not that there's anything wrong with that. And they're awful. But, yes, I know. But this one is polymorphy, and he's just got to go. I hate polymorphy. I hate wizardry. Then perfect. Let's. There's a whole bunch of people. We're getting together. We're gonna get this wizard gone. Jacob, I want that bird back when I get back. Hey, have you heard of the Heart of the Blue Flame? Blue flame? Still desperate and afraid, even after Brunhilde's departure, Jacob finds himself at the Lady Beastmaster's stable, almost in a daze. Clutching the belled bird cage with the unfortunate fowl in one hand, he knocks on her door with the other. He only has the notion that he needs her cockatrice, but there is no plan, no logical course of action. Yes? Oh. Jake, is it right? What do you uh, What do you want? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leaf's friend. Um, I was just stopping by to uh, uh, 
Do you know who uh, it is? Uh, the wizard. Um, the, the wizard's getting run out of town. But what wizard? Um, Florian. But he's supposed to be working on a nut. So I'm like, I got, I gotta go. I gotta go make sure Doctor is okay. Yeah, yeah. Go, go check on him. I, I, I got this. The Lady Beastmaster boldly sprints out of the stable towards the wizard's caravan with the stalwart determination only an act of love could provide. Jacob, realizing that this is his opportunity, runs into the stable and quickly flees back into the night, now with two bird cages, one clutched in each hand. This podcast is brought to you by... My name is Rudolfo. And pardon, pardon, DM Rodolfo, Rodolfo and I. And today I am running a, an imagination. I am running a, a place of, of fantasies and imagination. And it is called Cuentos. In ese tiempo, los rayas en perazón, pardon, pardon. In those days, the kings were entertained by people holding big fiestas at their places. Grand fiestas for the kings of those days. You three brothers enter the palace. Hola. 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 Coming soon to Softly Speaking Sanskrit. The next morning we find Drew Florian and Delphine cooking a hearty breakfast in preparation of the cosmetic ritual to come. Noctis the Lapist Hound gnaws on a rawhide bone as morosely as a dog is capable. Fortunately for the pair, the mob was not set to strike that previous evening as the Lady Beastmaster had feared. However, this does not mean the mob's thirst for blood has been sated. <laughs> oh, Delphine, um, could you run out uh, to the barn and grab some grain uh, for the oat cakes? It's just like Leaf to be seeing a lady who comes raving out the door, yelling about imaginary mobs and barking at the moon. Oh, she's just a confused woman. No, run, run along and grab the oats, dear. Normally I'd conjure us a breakfast, but I don't do that anymore, do I? It's just one more procedure, do Florian. Yes, well, I'm famished, dear. Run along now. Delphine! Delphine! What? What? Jacob, what are you doing? All right, look. I need you to convince do Florian to just... One more spell. You can have the wood burn stuff. I can have it? Fourth dwarf, huh? Full quarter. No, I'm not moving it tonight. It's too much work, and that cottage isn't too shabby for a surf. Fine, whatever. Whatever you need. Just, just, just get him to cast the spell. Just, just remember that stuff. You gotta change out the ash receptacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the thing. Give me the stiff and the squawker. Drewy, honey. We have one more. One more bag of oats? One more procedure. I, I don't understand you. First you, first you leave me cold in the night because I'm a wizard, and, and then, and now you want me to do two operations in one day. It's, it's unheard of. I can't do two operations in one day. I'm, 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 I'm just a man. Oh, come here, babe. Psst. Tell that wizard to hurry up. There's a mob gathering for him at the Miller's shop. A mob? <laughs> Outside the grain millers, the time for action is nigh. However, it appears the mob may have lost some of its initial steam. 
Hey, uh, I thought you said uh, there'd be a big mob. Thought we'd get this uh, wizard taken care of. What's going on here, Finkler? Well, I mean, they were... Everyone was ready. C- come on! I. Someone should have told the organizers angry mobs work best powered by spirits and not hangovers. I don't want this backfiring on me, Finkler. Realizing Jacob may be telling the truth given his personal interests are at stake, Delphine has decided to confront the mob head-on. What is with you people? You pick up a pitchfork? You decide to run somebody out of town? Are you that bored? Oh, the wizard's gonna bring plight to the land. I'll have you know that Drew Florian is giving up wizardry for me so y'all can pack it up and pick some other erudite, intellectual, tatara and feather. Delphine's speech was the final straw for the hungover mob. They disperse right before Finkler's eyes. But will the likes of Finkler be subdued by a hangover and a speech? Unlikely, listener. He knows at least one more perverted act is being performed within the confines of that twisted caravan car. He turns to Brunhilde. Well, you know what I think? I don't think we need that mob. I think we just need to take care of this ourselves. Yeah, let's get rid of him. Back at Drew Florian's traveling caravan, Jacob bids farewell to the wizard and Delphine with uncharacteristic glee. A miracle worker, I tell you, a miracle worker. Yes, just tell all your friends, my son, thank you, yes, you're welcome, get, get going. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Hey, Jacob! Leaf and the Lady Beastmaster arrive for Noctis' procedure. Hey, you told me about a mob. Wasn't a mob? What's wrong with you? I, 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 I can't, I can't talk, I can't talk. Did it, did it work, though? God, Leaf, you hang out with weird people. Like, middle of the night, Leaf. He wakes me up for that. You know he's got a fourth dwarf stove. Leaf and the Lady Beastmaster enter the caravan, and it is now for Drew Florian to perform his ritual upon the Hound. Already the observers smell the magic crackling in the air around them. Everyone, stand back. I've never performed two operations of such magnitude in one day, and the ritual cannot be interrupted for any reason. Gypsum florum. Unnatural. I can't allow this to happen. Finkler, no! How can you do such a thing to an animal? Oh, hello, Brunhilda. Don't you know it goes against nature? Oh, hold on. Brunhilda throws herself against the observers in an attempt to reach the wizard to interrupt the spell. As the smoke and the ozone dissipate, it becomes quite clear the animal has changed. Leaf, the Lady Beastmaster, Brunhilde, Delphine, Finkler, and the wizard himself, everyone stands wide-eyed and amazed at the strange but oddly beautiful transformation that has happened right before them. Then Brunhilde begins to panic. I can't, I can't, I can't be around here. This is too much. I, I have to go. <laughs> With Delphine yet to take up residence in his abode, Jacob attempts to coax the new and alive cockatrice into making its trademark squawk. Go, squawker? Uh, Jacob! I... I... I can't... Oh my... Jacob, I... Something horrible happened. I can't... I can't even... I just... What what happened? I can't... I can't... I can't even talk. I just... Look. I just... I just need you to hold me right now. Okay, 
I, oh, oh, God, it's so, it's so horrible. I, oh. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. It's just. Jacob takes Brunhilde into his arms to comfort her. They both feel a sense of familiarity neither has felt for a very long time. They both briefly feel at peace. Hey, Chauncey. Chauncey. Wait. Briefly. Why does your... You look a little bit different, Chauncey. What's what's wrong with you? Well, you, you may have, you know, lost some weight or something. Uh, he looks he looks kind of different. I don't, something's not... Chauncey? Jacob, this isn't my bird. This isn't Chauncey. It, it, it's the bird you gave me. Look at like, it, Jacob. Look at the plumage. Listen to it. That's not Chauncey. That's not my bird. It's walking. No, look, Jacob. Look at its... I'm gonna look, look at its face. As an act of punctuation, Brunhilde thrusts her finger through the bars of the cage, pointing directly at the bird's face. In response, the Lady Beastmaster's feral cockatrice nips at her in defense. The world goes dark for the naturalist as her body stiffens into stone. This podcast is brought to you by... Space, the final frontier. 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 Space, 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 the final frontier. A Softly Speaking Sanskrit production, coming to you soon. The evening crowd piles into the seven-string hop for their nightly stew and ale. Leif, Finkler, and Jacob crowd around a small table, sipping their lukewarm brews. Do you have any idea how much the petrification costs? I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to sell my home. Oh, look at this cup, it was... Beautiful, it did everything. Leif, it's... The, my cup is ruined. It'll never be the same. Finkler tries in vain to piece together the last bit of his broken cup, which shattered in the melee with the wizard. But it collapses in a miserable heap under its own weight. Well, you know, if I look on the bright side, at least things for you worked out with the Lady Beastmaster. Well, not really. But Noctis has never been happier. Yeah, Noctis is running around. There's a whole new life to her. She's uh, she's playing around in the fields. There's, there's a complete sex change. A whole new lease on life. So whatever happened to Delphine? I, I don't know. She's back home enjoying the last two months that I have my home. The interior of Jacob's cottage is aglow with the warm light from the stove. The griffin down blanket roils with the passion underneath. There is giggling from... Drew Florian and the Lady Beastmaster. <laughs> Delphine flops out of bed. It appears the Lady Beastmaster and Drew Florian are continuing without her. Uh, well, okay, I was just gonna go empty the ashes from the stove. Quarter door stove. As Delphine presses down on the lever, the weight of all the unchecked ashes throws open the receptacle door. Ah! 
Embers, ash, and sparks spill atop the Gryffindown blanket, and the flames roar, hungry to become all-consuming. Thank <laughs> you.